0: I'm not taking the blame for that one. <laughs> and the music team heard me anyway, earplugs and everything. Well, there we go. They're getting very clever, aren't huh? they? They are clever. Hey, it's officially Christmas season, okay? The Cusack Christmas tree, the new Christmas tree is up and new decorations, so it's officially Christmas. So if you know anyone who like a slightly used, still okay, Christmas tea and some nice decorations, see my wife. That won't cost you much, but what? <laughs> you need a microphone. That's not working. Yeah. So Christmas has started. You excited about that? Yes. I am. I was hoping to preach a Christmas message tonight, but that didn't work out. So there we go, that's the end of Christmas. We might try again in a couple of weeks' time. Would you turn with me or switch on to me or whatever you do these days to Daniel chapter 2? He should be in your Old Testament. Somewhere after Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, then we find Daniel. Daniel chapter 2. Just a little bit of background. In the third year of the reign of, I don't know how to pronounce this, Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. He took it over, he took the king back to Babylon and he took a whole heap of the king's relatives and some of the nobles that were there. Daniel and his three mates that I'm sure most of us know their names, all went over to Babylon with him. So obviously they were noble people or royalty or something. When they got there, they were still young men and they were placed in a, in a, uh, under, a, I guess, a, a school to be uh, taught how to live in the uh, work in the court of the king. So um, they, would, they did well, they shined and they got promoted and all sorts of wonderful things. And one night Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar, he had a dream and it disturbed him a bit and he didn't understand what it was about and he was kind of, I really need to know what this is about. And so he called all his magicians and sorcerers and all the clever people from, from his kingdom, called them in and he said, I want you to tell my dream and then I want you to interpret it. And of course their response, oh mighty God, you know, blah, 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 to butter him up. You know, you tell us the dream and we'll interpret it. And he said, no, I want you to tell me what the dream is before you interpret it. Oh, but oh God, we, 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 wouldn't, we don't know how to do that. Only the gods can do that and they're not with us on earth. So how, who, how can we do this? Well, Daniel finally put up his hand or someone dobbed him in, not sure. I should have read that bit and he said oh, you know o king I, I I'm a believer in God Almighty, and I know that he can in give me the interpretation, he can show me the dream, and I'll be able to interpret for you, which he did. He explained the dream, and that was correct, so that was a good start for Daniel, otherwise it may not have ended well, so looking at verse thirty six to thirty eight and as Daniel says, this is the dream. Now we will tell the interpretation of it before the king. You, O king, are a king of kings. For the God of heaven has given you a kingdom, power, strength and glory. And wherever the children of men dwell, or the beasts of the field and the birds of the heaven, he has given them into your hand and he has made you ruler over, all, over them all, you are this head of gold. Because in, in the um, dream there was a, something about a head of gold or something. Yeah, that's okay. You can look it up after. So there's three things out of those couple of verses that Daniel said of the king that is true for us today in 2019. God has given us all we have. God has placed us where we are. And God has made us who we are. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your great love for each and every one of us. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that as we look into your word tonight, that you'll speak to each and every one of us. Thank you, Father, that you are the God who's given us all we have, placed us where we are, and has made us who we are. May we walk out of here with a greater understanding of that. And we give you all praise and honour in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So God has given us all we have. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. All these things. This is a time of things, isn't it? Christmas time. Things and stuff. Would you agree? It can be an exciting time of year. It's my favourite time of year. Followed closely by the football season. (laughs) Or my family would probably put it the other way around. But anyway, for the purpose of the exercise tonight and my message, it's my favourite time of year. My favourite Christmas song, not to be mixed up with Christmas carols, is a song called My Favourite Time of Year. You need to YouTube it and watch it. It's a really great song. My favourite time of year, but it's unfortunately in our nation, it's a lot about things and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, come on. Who's already been asked what do you want for Christmas? Not you. (laughs) Why have you got your hand up then? (laughs) Please explain. What about, oh, what am I going to get such and such? You know, We in our family, we've got a, Sandy's family, we've got a thing where you pull a name out of the hat and you just buy for that one person, so you're not buying three billion presents. And I don't know about anyone else, but in our family, we've got a couple, my sister and brother-in-law, and like, if they want to do a world around trip on a boat they just swipe the card and they go you know that's they got a bit of money and I get nervous every year they do the draw oh, I've got Rob again <laughs> what do you give someone who's got everything you know, it's a dilemma isn't it so you end up with something yeah. probably no important and probably like a lot of other Christmas presents that's nice yeah thank you for that and there we go some are okay though I've had some good ones It's exciting and fun but sadly driven by things and stuff. Previous to Matthew 6, 33, in Matthew 6, it talks about not storing up things on earth but store up things, treasures in heaven. The things on earth are just going to rust and pass away. We can't serve God and money. That doesn't mean we can't have money because as you know in our society it's a bit difficult to live if you don't have money but you can't serve both. I said, so don't worry about food and clothing, etc. Doesn't God look after the birds? Even the lilies of the field, they look better than Solomon ever looked. Doesn't God look after them? Are we not more precious than them? Yeah, come on. Compare the worry of the world and all the stuff we're compared Compare this with King Solomon. First Kings, back in the Old Testament. First book of Kings, and it's chapter 3, and verse, we're looking at verse 5. So Solomon is King David's son. And uh, there was all sorts of wars and everything going on. And, and, and Solomon's calmed things down a bit. He's built the temple. He's got everything running pretty well. And one night God comes to him and says to him, Ask, what shall I give you? Who would like to, for God to say that to them? Oh, I better, oh, thank you. There are three of us. Good. That's good. Two hands over there. <laughs> She's really in trouble. You need to be careful, though, because I heard of a guy, God did ask him that question, and he lived on the west side of the United States, and he liked to go to Hawaii, but it was a hassle, because you've got to fly. And he, he God said, know what can I give you?" And he said, um, "How about a highway out to Hawaii?" And God says, oh, "Come on, let's let's. How about I give you 24 hours? Give it a bit of thought. I'll give you a second chance." So the guy thought, and he was 24. He's thinking and thinking, and time's getting close. And going, I've got it. Anyway, God comes back and they say, "Have you thought?" "Yeah, yes, I've got it." "I want you to explain the mind of a woman." <laughs> there was a long silence. And God said, "Do you want four lanes or (laughs) 2 I'm glad that went over. Okay, (laughs) so be careful what you. But what did so Solomon could have asked for anything? And what did he ask for? Down in verse nine, he he rattled on a bit as they used to do in those days, and. But then he comes to the the crunch. Therefore, give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? In other words, he asked for wisdom. Solomon was known for his wisdom. He's still known throughout the world as the wisest man who ever was. He asked for wisdom, he could have asked for anything. And then God's reply is because you have asked for that wisdom and you haven't asked for gold or silver or jewels or land or or power or whatever, I'll give them to you. Solomon also is known as the richest man and was the richest king ever. And there's no architect, not architect, what's the other one? Archaeological proof of his minds and all those types of things and, and how wealthy this man people would come from other, other nations just to, just to gaze on the wealth of Solomon so he asked for wisdom so let us be sure that what we have we have it because God has given it to us let's give thanks for all we have God has placed us where we are. Many of us would know this pretty famous verse, Esther, from the book of Esther four fourteen. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your families, your father's family, will perish, and who knows but you have come to the royal position for such a time as this. That was Esther, Queen Esther's cousin, telling her because some nasty, nasty one had devised a plan and tricked the king into eradicating the Jews. Some of these kings in the old days, maybe Solomon got all the wisdom, because the rest of them weren't real bright. <laughs> you know, they make because those are the days. You know, we make a law in Australia these days, the Parliament, nobody takes any notice. Back in those days, you know, if the king said, This is going to be this, and you did it, well, you know, you're gone. There was no, and he couldn't change the rules. Once he'd made it a law, it was a law. And how many times I've read in the, the Bible about these kings have made this law, and then they go, Oh, whoops, <laughs> and they can't backtrack. So, anyway, he's made the king made a rule, and all the Jews, and um, Esther and her cousin Mordecai were Jews. Esther had became the queen of this guy who'd made the and so she had to go before the king and ask for tell him about what was happening to the Jews and it all ended up really happy. So we're here for such a time as this. Have you ever asked the question why was I born in Australia? No? Yeah. Oh, I have. <laughs> now why wasn't I born in one of those countries that are, you know, the yeah. country is just devastated. Or, or born in a country where we can't do this on a Sunday night. Or would I'd, I'd say James was a senior pastor if they come in the door and he'd be gone, but I'd be right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, well, no, no use two of us going. Yeah, <laughs> Someone's got to look after you lot. But, you know, why wasn't I born in a place like that? And it's um, the only answer I can think of is because God has placed us where we are for such a time as this. But I hear you say, aren't we sometimes where we are because of our decisions? Well, that's true. But is not God all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere at once? This can mess with our minds a bit, can't it? I was having a conversation Friday afternoon with a guy about this subject. You know, is there different time zones? Does God work out of here? And you know, can He be in the past and we're in the future? And anyone got an answer for that? I haven't. No idea. I heard a yep. Oh, well, okay. do tell (laughs) God's everywhere yeah well that doesn't explain it that's just saying it (laughs) so if he's all knowing isn't he going to know that you're going to make a wrong decision maybe maybe not I don't know I'll leave the question open but be assured of whether he knows or doesn't know or whether you have or haven't made a wrong decision. He is with you wherever you are. Even when you make that wrong decision, God is with you. Ever felt like you're in a place that you, no, you really don't want to be? And think, is this really God's plan? How do you think Daniel's friends Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego... Felt in the fire. You're here for such a time as this. Well, thank you, Jesus. What about Daniel himself? Thrown into a lion's den. They were hungry for such a time as this. Well, thank you, God. I think sometimes, I have no theological backup for this, but um, I'll share it anyway. God needs to shuffle things around before we get to the place where the plan works or fits. A bit like you ever seen those uh, the war movies where they're in the the headquarters and they got this big map table out and uh, there's you know tanks on it and there's soldiers on it and there's artillery and they get a phone call and then the the uh, you know the the head orangutan goes oh we need to bring the tanks around on the left flank so this person pushes the... You know, a tank around there, so they know where they're going, and make the artillery extend their range of fire, and bring a bring fifty fourth battalion around on the right. All this sort of stuff. And there's all this manoeuvring going on, until eventually they win the battle, yeah. and the plan has come to fruition. See, I got called to ministry in 1986. I started in 2006. So, there was, awful, obviously there was an awful lot of shuffling needed to go on before the plan was completed, or that stage, I guess, of the plan. What about Peter, the disciple, just denied Christ three times? Can you believe that? How would he have felt? Pretty shocking, I reckon. Because not long before that, he was going to stand by Jesus all the way. And when it came to the crunch, he was out of there. He was devastated. He went back fishing. But there was stuff going on in the background. Jesus made him the head of the church. The church that we belong to today, some 20. 2,000 or so years later for such a time as this I wonder if Peter felt like that when he denied Christ because he can't see the plan only God can there's a spot in this world that only you can fill Come on, yeah. give thanks for all you have and give thanks for where you are God has made us who we are. Genesis 1:27 says so God created man in his own image in the image of God he created him male and female he created them. The amplified adds make and made them reflecting we make them f- reflecting our nature that's God speaking. Psalm 139:16 says you saw who you created me to be before I became me, before I'd even seen the light of day. The number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. Even before we were born, God knew we would be. You're an individual. I think it was last year sometime I was in a David Jones store. In uh, I was just passing through. Don't worry, I don't get paid that much. <laughs> I just wanted to see what the other half did. I'm walking down through the menswear section, and this guy come the other way, and he was an individual. The best way to describe his outfit was kind of Doctor Who-ish. <laughs> you know, it was sort of different. It was somehow it went together. And I'm looking at him, I'm trying not to stare at him, and I'm just, he had this kind of a handbag, man bag type thing as well. And I'm just impressed with this man's individuality. He said, Hello, how you going? I'm good, mate. I should have stopped and told him. But he was an individual. Obviously, he didn't care what other, I mean, it looked really neat, but it was just so different, especially in David Jones, where you you know tailored trousers and polo shirts he looked so different but he was an individual that's how God made us we're unique what was your what do you call it meaning of unique this morning can you remember Exclusive. exclusive exclusive That's it, that's better than my meaning and I didn't have time to write it down. The exclusive and different to anyone else in the world. If I could find where I'm up to, I could... Mine similar. Being the only one of its kind, unlike anything else, that's what you are, that's what I am. There never has, never is and never will be a person like you. Even twins who are... Have you ever known those really identical twins where they seem to they move in unison and they, they just know what's... But there's something different about them that they're not exactly the same. Yep. And we are the same. He has created us in his image to do his work, to shine his light that man would see his love and be drawn to him. You can go to places I can't go you in families that I'm not a part of because you're unique. I said earlier, there's a spot in this world that only you can fill. God has given you a personality like no other, abilities like no other to fill that spot. Don't try and be somebody else. That doesn't work. A couple of years ago, Shah was um, made, I guess, the, the president, head person of the aglow, local aglow. And uh, she was put into that position at a meeting and I was there and they asked me to pray for her. And as I got up to walk, the words came to me, tell her that she's not a mother and don't let anyone else try and make her her mother. And I shared that with Shah because those of us who know Loris, an amazing woman. We all love Loris. She was just, I don't know, she was just exceptional. Shah is exceptional, but she's not a mother. Don't try and be your mother, especially the boys. Don't try and be like, don't try and be like, you know, there's, a, there's an old saying a chip off the old block means that a son or a daughter is, you know, very similar to their mum or their dad, but they're not the same. And don't try and make someone the same as somebody else, like, you know, Nick, you should be more like your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Probably it'd be better if I said more like your father. You, you'll, have, you'll have to eat, eat a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> oh, he's got his earplugs out too now. I mean, but don't try and make young people like their parents. You know, if their parents, you know, like my kids, I'm just such a great person, but I don't want my kids to be like me. Oh, I thought someone would have got a laugh out of that. I've Maybe I didn't realise they're such a great person. Anyway, well, that's good to know. One of us has got something out of tonight. Just be yourself. Don't try and be others. You know, in the Bible it talks about the body. I'm sure we've all heard it before. And, you know, we've got fingers, noses, other parts of the body that we'd pro- probably rather not be. But it all makes the body. And it's the same as the, you know, Paul uses that to describe the body of Christ. We've all got our gifts, we've all got our talents. And if, if we don't work together, the body of Christ doesn't work. You're here for such a time as this to use your talent, use your personality in the body of Christ. Actually, the music team could come back up, please, if they would. I saw an interview of Anthony Hopkins. Anyone know Sir Anthony? not know, but know of Sir Anthony Hopkins? Anybody actually know him? I don't. I've never met him, no. And he's just done a movie. It's been released probably today or shortly on Netflix called The Two Popes. So obviously it's about two popes one that is the Pope and the one that's going to take over from him and it looks like quite a good movie but he was asked you know because um, a lot of the, you know actors and that do um, you know Christian type movies and that and they some sort of get a something spiritual out of it or others just don't get and he, he said you know I I had to look at the part as you do with all people that you're going to play you have to sort of try and get as much knowledge about it and there were some things there but but I'm not a believer in God and and he wasn't a, you know, I hate God and God doesn't exist, he just I'm not a believer in God so you know, it it was good and he said but I do believe that there's a higher power that has influenced my life over the last 40 years or so he calls it a higher power I call it God and you see he's worked out something that a lot of Christians haven't worked out that there's someone or something that has a greater perspective of our life than what we do and that someone or something is God and when we work that out we can walk, walk in peace and have that peace within us we can remember that we are in God's hands. God has given us all we have. God has placed us where we are. And God has made us who we are. Let's stand together. Heavenly Father, we, we acknowledge you this evening we thank you that you do have a greater perspective of our lives and what we even do ourselves Father I'm sure there's, we're all in different places that um, some of us maybe tonight wondering why am I even where I am or you know who am I I thank you Lord that they any of us that are like that that we are your special children that you've chosen us you've adopted us Lord God you've created us and you've created us to be in this place at this time in this town this city that we're a part of your kingdom thank you Father for the the gifts that you've given each and and the personalities you've given each and every one of us that they may be used to extend your kingdom in this, in this area that we live. That we would have a godly influence on wherever we go. Thank you also, Father, that at this time of year when the shops are crazy and the, there's all this buying and getting things and stuff, Lord, that we know that what we have is from you. And we don't have to strive or Try and have the, you know, something that's bigger than the next door neighbours or, or whatever, that Lord, as we look towards you, you will supply our needs. And Father, this night we just do honour you and we give you all the glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thanks, team.